Hello all, welcome back to the No Run Podcast, I'm Conor Hickey and today we're joined with uh, the participation manager for the Oxfordshire Cricket Board, Nick Pinhole. How are we doing Nick? Hi Conor, all good thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Basically today we're just having a little a little chat, a little chin uh, wag about yourself, how, what you're doing, um, what sort of role you're doing, how you're impacting people, how you're trying to change certain ways at lower levels of cricket. Uh, but yeah, first of all, talk me through what the participation ma uh, manager of the Oxfordshire Cricket Board does. What was your role in town? Uh, so it's uh, it's a good question. It's it's quite a broad role to be honest, but it it covers a wide range of things in Oxfordshire, which includes overseeing the management of all our programs. So in terms of line managing our staff that manage things like primary schools in Oxfordshire, um, as well as national programs, so all-star dynamos, as then other things such as club support, so your club development, your one-to-one -one contact with clubs, your facilities pieces in terms of development of facilities in Oxfordshire, links with with secondary schools, um, partnerships, things like that. But then also all the governance stuff that comes with it. So um, at the moment, all the EDI, so all the equality, diversity, inclusion stuff, all the, all the discipline regulations, so the new general code of regulation from the ECB, but then also um, because we, because we are county, um, we've got a contract with the ECB, so we, we have to deliver certain uh, certain programs each year. Um, so linking in with the ECB to make sure we're delivering what we meant to be delivering, but then also getting the support from the ECB uh, when we need it. Um, and then on top of that, I've got the other stuff of, of the marketing and comm stuff, all the sponsorship, partnership stuff. Uh, with our fantastic sponsors and partners, the link and the links with some of the schools that we have as well, um, and then more governance stuff with with the board stuff as well. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. quite broad to an extent. Yeah, pretty pretty full on role as well. To be fair, um, how how did you how did you come about getting into that? So obviously I know you went to university recently, but how did you step into this role coming out of university? Well, it's, it's been a bit of a journey, to be honest. So it's probably the best place to start is before, before I went to, went to uni. So I initially took a gap year um, before going to uni. I worked at the Chowell School at that time in the PE department. Um, and from there, we, we worked quite closely with, with Oxfordshire Cricket at the time because we, we were establishing one a junior section at Wolvercote, but as well as we had Oxfordshire Cricket come in twice a week to deliver coaching for us um, at the time. So we so we had quite a good relationship with Oxfordshire Cricket there. Um, and then that sort of led towards me joining them as a a, a um, what community coach to an extent, if you could call it that. So I would was that whilst you were still at uni? You were still uh, so that was in the summer, what just before I went to uni. Um, so I would deliver a chance to shine programs, for example, at primary schools. But then also, while I was at uni, I started coaching on the pathway program, 
so some of the county squads and things like that. Um, so I got to know people from there. And then because my uni, uni degree in sports management, as part of it, we had to take a one-year placement year. Um, I sort of got in contact with them to see, can can I get a placement with Oxfordshire Cricket in a in a admin or management or coaching capacity? Um, luckily, they had a vacancy at that time for marketing person. But to make it work, it was a combination of marketing and coaching. Um, so that ended up being an 18-month placement. Doing um, and because of how that went, I continued into final year. Like that. Um, um, so while I was at final and then coming out of uni, stuff. I came back full-time in a marketing commercial manager role, uh, which was an expansion of my previous role, but, but no, no coaching. Um, and then we had a vacancy of participation manager. So um, I sort of debated going for it. And then I thought, why not? It's a lot of the stuff I thought I could do. It links into a lot of stuff I've done in the past. So why not? Um, and then luckily I, I got the role. Um, but it's been, it's been, a, it's been an eye-opener in certain things. But it's also been combined with some of my previous role of the marketing keeping some of that because I do enjoy that as well um, as well as the board stuff so it's it's been a bit of a journey but it's yeah no, it's it's I'm quite pleased where I'm at at the moment it's there's a lot of good stuff going on in Oxfordshire and uh, cricket's hopefully on the high at the moment so so yeah exciting times yeah absolutely um so it sounds like you did a good job with the placement then to get a job straight, <laughs> out, straight out after that's always that's always a bonus um, must have been doing something right then. Um, so, why cricket then? Why what 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 brought you to cricket in the first place? Well, that's it's a good question to be honest. Because if you were to speak to me when I was in my probably year ten GCSEs, I probably wouldn't have thought I would have gone into cricket if you asked me that at that time. Um, but then I. Our head of PE sort of had a chat with me and said, do you want to be my assistant coach? And I was in year 10, year 11 at that time. So I coached the year sevens. And I was like, okay, why not? I actually enjoyed it. And from there, sort of enjoyed my coaching. And ever since, all those other skills of budgeting, doing coaching rotors, communications with parents, sponsorship, all of that, it's, it's led to learning some new skills, but also um leading to me wanting to do sports management at uni um which i really enjoyed a broad course but a good course and i, I love sports um i love cricket so it's a natural fit for me at the moment and who knows who knows what that will lead to in the future but i do like cricket i do like oxfordshire i do like oxfordshire cricket so hopefully hopefully i'll be around for quite a while fingers crossed yeah, it sounds uh, it sounds pretty good to be fair. Um, so going back to your role in the participation um, capacity, obviously Oxfordshire is a, a minor county in terms of mm -hmm. cricketing, so it's not got the affiliations per se with the professional setup as a Gloucestershire or a Warwickshire would have. Um, does that give like any challenges um, with pathways and participation throughout local communities, as in they've got no parent? club to kind of oversee it you're kind of on your own um not 
not really to to be honest it's it's obviously different structures in terms of in terms of the organizations um because most first class counties they've got you've got your first class county but then you also got the county cricket board which sits and sits side by side so doing the participation stuff and the community stuff um but for us we we sort of we we one organization um uh, so I, I obviously manage the participation, but then we've got Matt who manages all performance cricket, and he does a very good job with that. Um, but then we've got fantastic partners in Sussex who who we we partners with. So all all our talented cricketers will hopefully one day go on to play play for Sussex. Um, it's it's a good partnership that doesn't just encompass performance cricket and it's much more broader than that um we have a good relationship with the community team with gary who does a great job there um, but we also have a good relationship with the marketing team there um led by mark so it's 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 a good partnership which in the last few years we're starting to see to see all the work that's taken place um with the likes of James Coles, Harrison Ward signing contracts there, and then a few more boys and Zach and Dylan uh, joining the academy, which has been great to see. So, no, it's 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 obviously a different structure to first class counties, but no, we we one organisation in a sense. We quite aligned in what we do. We we work well together. Um, but yeah, no, we we do the best that we can with what what we've got. Um, and hopefully, fingers crossed, we we're in a pretty good position in comparison to some of the other counties as well. Yeah, that's obviously quite important to have that professional um, sort of pathway in partnership with with Omani County, because obviously you see some don't have as tight ones, and then you get lots of talented youngsters kind of caught in like a, a bit of a, a no man's land, a bit of a, a grey area. Yeah. Um, but yeah. kind of moving away from the, the professional side of it, how how are you kind of working towards making cricket more accessible, like in schools and increased participation for that? Because I know before the World Cup, there was a bit of a bit of a, a slump in um, people starting cricket, people playing cricket in schools. But then there's been a bit of a boost. How have you kind of been helped, like tap into that and then making it work? Yeah, no, there's it's it's a big topic at the moment, to be honest, because we've it, it also links into the edi piece to an extent um but no, there, there's a range of different programs that help with that to make it more accessible um especially trying to grow the game um so firstly starting with national programs so zoe who manages our national programs in oxygen does a fantastic job with it so in currently all Stars and Dynamos started three weeks ago now, I believe, on the top of my head. Um, and we've got over 2,000 2, kids signed up across Oxfordshire um, at, the, at the moment, which, which is a fantastic, fantastic effort. And it's, I believe, we rank 16th or 17th in the country at the moment out of 40, um, which is a fantastic achievement. But it's also, there's a lot more time and there's a sick second window that uh, that the ecb call it where links in with the hundred so even though we've got two thousand kids signed up now that that will increase quite a bit um as the summer kicks in 
Um, so that's the first one that targets five to eight year olds and then eight to 11 year olds. But then we also do a range of different things. So we, we've, we partners with Chance to Shine. So we deliver um, in primary schools across Oxfordshire. Our strategic goal by the end of 2024 is to have delivered or engaged with every single primary school in Oxfordshire. Um, and we're well on track to meet that target. Um, which again is a, is a great great effort, um, and of, of course, trying to get kids playing at primary schools is is a key thing because if we're able to get more kids playing, we can hopefully transition them to to club cricket or to to different exit routes potentially, depending on on the location of it. Um, but then we've also got urban projects like we run street cricket, so currently. We've got projects in Cowley and in Banbury, um, which provides a free cricketing offering in, in deprived areas to an extent in urban areas um, to make cricket more accessible. Um, because ultimately, club cricket might not be the exit route for every single potential cricketer. It might be something different. Is, um, um, is that, so that's free cricket, uh, is that an yeah. uh, initiative based in Oxfordshire or is it something that you've picked up from other counties or the ECB's kind of implemented it? Uh, so that's linked to a chance to shine. So most most other counties do it as well. Um, so we've, we've currently got on the three projects, we've got a young, young children's one in Cowley. We've got a young children's one in Banbury and then we've got a girls only one in Banbury as well um currently and then we've got future plans to to expand that beyond that but that that again that tries and builds relationships with with communities um because in those areas it, it's not um you're not necessarily going to have cricket grounds and things like that in in all urban areas um so that does provide a good option but then also to make it more accessible we've we're doing a lot of work behind the scenes because currently there's there's hardly much cricket in secondary state schools in the country um and that is is a big piece of work currently there's unfortunately there's no funding for secondary schools at the moment apart from from girls projects which we do run um but that's that's our ambition our ambition in a few years time is to be able to deliver in every single secondary school in oxfordshire which which is a big ambition, but it's 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 within us. Um, it will take a lot of work. Um, it will take a lot of relationship building, recruitment, fundraising, things like that to make it accessible for schools. Um, but it's it's such a big piece in the sense that it's it's a large group that currently don't have much access for cricket. And if we're able to get more children in state schools, in secondary schools to be specific playing, that will lead to, to a lot of different things in for cricket. So that so that's what we're trying to do. Um, yeah, absolutely. On um on the secondary school front, it's a massive, it seems like a massive area, especially for the ECB. Secondary school uh, the, the 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 majority of pupils school pupils in the country and to not have funding sounds a bit ridiculous and that kind of goes hand in hand with the the stigmatization that's kind of been with cricket for a long time that it's a a private school sport or it's an upper class sport but it's completely not it's the absolute opposite 
I mean, look, look, look at countries across the world in Asia and the Caribbean. It's all about community, getting out on the streets, playing, having a bit of bit of fun, and for schools not to be pushing it at all or even showing any sort of interest in it seems almost it says wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's it is it is a bit of a complex piece to an extent as well because schools schools coming out of COVID have different pressures. They they are stretched in terms of staffing especially in PE and things like that. So that's that's why we we currently working behind the scenes to develop our own strategy for Oxfordshire um, that will encompass participation and performance. So you've got a clear a clear route um, on where you can potentially go. Um, but you know it, it is a big piece and a, and again it's ambition to try and provide cricket to as many people as we possibly can. Um, but it's also going beyond that. It's also trying to work with teachers to upskill them to make them more confident um, and able to deliver cricket both in curriculum time and extracurricular because our hope is then schools will take that on board and they will also be able to deliver their own lessons and programs and things like that but then also develop wider relationships with local clubs because it's important to have that, that, that transition route so that we get more people in the game and we're able to keep them, um, be it playing, coaching, volunteering, whatever that might be. Yeah, because at the end of the day, cricket is kind of a, a big community sport in a sense that you need so many people to help out just to put a game on. Um, so it's definitely important to continue building like the wider bridges of that. What So what is the upcoming uh, projects you got, like you're on topic for this season? This What your main sort of goals to accomplish for this upcoming season, this summer term at school? Um, well, <laughs> that's, that's quite a good question. It's quite a broad question. Um, so obviously we coming out of COVID, our hope is that this will be our first full summer of cricket, hopefully fingers crossed without any impacts in terms of restrictions and things like that. So it's, to an extent, we, we're trying to see what we can do in terms of one, increasing participation levels to try and try and increase it as much as we can because we've obviously been impacted for two summers, at least two summers in a row. Um, and then, of course, before that, you had the World Cup success. So it's it's trying to regain that momentum to an, ex, to an extent. The, the ECB strategy is called Inspiring Generations, and that's exactly what we also try. That's what we're trying to do in Oxford shows. Is is to do that. So, so again, it's trying. It's trying to, it's trying to to build some momentum across all our programs to to try and generate some growth. But then it's also supporting our clubs as as well as we possibly can. So, we've we've got a few grants that we've been able to give. So, Paul, who manages all our club development and facilities, we've seen. Um, just in the last few weeks, over £30,000 go to cricket clubs in Oxfordshire to help support them running junior cricket this summer. Um, so that's gone down extremely well. And our hope is we'll get more clubs uh, to access that grant. But then we've also got a big facilities piece in the county grant scheme, which enables clubs to apply for up to £10,000 to improve and develop their facilities and environments. Um, so that's that's a big piece that he, that 
he's he's doing well managing and and our hope is to try and work with as many clubs as we can obviously we've got budgets that we've been given but it's trying to to work with as many clubs as we can to help improve and develop facilities environments as well but but yeah no it's it's going back to that main point of of just trying to have as normal a season as possible and try and generate as 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 much growth as we can because we are seeing the data is showing positive signs um participation is increasing in oxfordshire so it's it's trying to to keep that momentum going um and continue delivering high quality products and programs that we that we can and we know that we can deliver so i, I guess that's probably probably a broad answer but yeah no, it, was good, answer. it was a good answer because it was obviously when talking about participation and trying to increase participation you, you could uh, in some extent kind of get caught up and try to provide new opportunities for people and kind of somewhat neglect what you've already got and how you can improve what you've already got because that's another clear path of increasing participation rather than creating new opportunities which is needed in certain areas yeah. and like for women's game and street cricket as you were saying but if you've got clubs in communities that have had a bit of neglect not been kind of run to the extent of bringing people in as in clubs that got no youth set up they've got a got a, a nice little community around the ground but it's just used for the adult system and set up there improving and giving grants and creating coaching opportunities within what's already there is another fantastic route to be taking all, yeah all, no it does kind of feel that the uh, you can't really say too much but covid did kind of come at the wrong time unfortunately <laughs> for cricket after we had, it had all that momentum and it, yeah no it's 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 been an interesting one um and i've had this conversation with a few of my colleagues because so for example we um ed who manages all our women and girls and coach development we in oxfordshire for example in terms of running coaching courses we've not delivered that in three four four maybe even five years potentially um and we've got a huge demand for coaching courses and and one of the things coming out of covid is some parents as a result of working from home actually as a result of that they've got more time to volunteer at their local club um, so Ed, Ed, for example, has done a fantastic job and we've had over 90, 90 plus new coaches qualified in Oxfordshire just this winter um, across Foundation 1 and, and Core Coach, which is the new level 2. Um, and then in terms of women and girls, uh, women and girls, it's just flying at the moment with new girls, women and girls sections starting all the time. We're seeing a big, big increase this year. So it's so yeah, no, COVID did come at a bad time, but um, one, one of the things we've seen is one of the reflections of COVID is people are wanting to get out a lot more. They're wanting to be engaged. They're wanting to hopefully volunteer more. Um, and they reflection is, is sometimes a good skill and a, and a good yeah. learning curve. And it, it gives people the opportunity to realize that that social element and enjoyment, physical, mental health element of playing cricket is is a big one. Um, and hopefully we'll continue to see more and more people playing the game and volunteering, of course. Really? I feel like, as you were saying there, with the All-Stars cricket and the Dynamo cricket, um, the second window, as you were saying, um, it's 
going to have a, it's definitely going to have a major impact on the hundred because the hundred is something that a lot of people who had never been into cricket before are actually showed a bit of interest into and it's it's generating that new yeah. audience which cricket was so desperately needing um and for that obviously the the women's games gone because the women's game was equally if not more successful than the men's hundred the, the women's hundred last season was huge and especially with the free to air tv rights and stuff like more people watching it more people are into it so it's definitely something that's that going to be you're going to be seeing a major impact of yeah no i, com- I completely agree um it, if you go speak to, to any any kid they actually love the hundred um and it's you know it, it has it has a big a big impact in in trying to get more kids playing playing the game because it's it is a different format it is slightly shorter it, it is marketed and presented in a very different way um but it's also the first time that cricket has used the months of august to try and get as much junior cricket and family cricket as possible and that's something that's not happened before traditionally for example in oxfordshire um junior cricket would end come end of the academic a year in the, in the sense of term ends mid mid July that's the end of the junior season of course you would have friendlies but for example Paul, Paul manages our, our competitions as well he's we've got junior competitions for the first time this summer so in August and we've we've nearly seen our comp, we've seen our competitions go from around rough numbers 176 to just under 300 teams as a result just for this summer across junior cricket which again it's utilizing that second window it's of course linked to the 100 but then you got all-stars dynamos as well you've got the girls festivals um and you've got girls competition matches things like that so it's yeah no it's it is having an impact um and hopefully in a few years time, we'll be able to quantify that in, in terms of being able to show the link um, in terms of the actual effect of it. But that, that, that will take time, small, yeah. small steps. Absolutely. On that. But then it's so obviously with the 100 come through, everybody was, or you had the, the few naysayers saying it's not proper cricket, it's too far off, blah, 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 blah. The way I always saw it is that it, the, 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 what it's designed to, to do is get people interested in cricket just to build that interest in cricket. And if it's something they enjoy, then it allows them to explore the depths of cricket a lot further. It, the whole premise yeah. of it was just to get people interested into it. And it's doing its job, in my opinion, obviously I don't have all the facts and figures and the data, but just getting just the younger people, people just interested and aware of, hey, cricket can be fun. It's past that stigmatization of it's a boring sport. Why well, I'd rather watch paint dry and watch cricket. But then it's, if you say you get, 15 people in uh new from the 100 and they're they're just just developing a, a interest in cricket if you get two or three of those out of the 15 that are really into cricket from this and properly explore that adds up so definitely 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 <laughs> it's um yeah no i agree so you, yeah it's is and i think uh, ecb's had a lot of stick over the last however many years and it's it's the hundred and then the dynamos and the all-star crickets are, are things that I've I've thought that have uh, uh, been really good. Because so I remember, oh, how many years ago it was now? I went, I, I helped coach with you at uh, All Stars back when it was first out. And there was even back then there was great turns out. 
Yeah, no, it's it's been it's been good to see the numbers in terms of the weights increasing, and the long the longer the longer it goes on, more people become aware aware of it. Um, and you hopefully we just continue to see more and more kids and families take part in it. Um, and then the key is trying to to keep them engaged and keep them involved in cricket post All Star Dynamos. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 definitely been very warmly and welcomely received in Oxfordshire. So fingers crossed we continue to see to see that work go on long into the future. Perfect. Um, I think that kind of wraps it all up, I'm afraid. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, Nick. It's been great chatting to you. No worries at all. Thanks for having me.